at what cost is the way we're communicating with others preventing us and everyone moving forward? If you're not going forward, you're going backwards. People will spend all day looking for something to be offended about. And I 100% see that all the time. We're very quick to contradict ourselves at times too. It is, it's such an interesting dilemma that we're all facing at the moment. And You will pay for convenience in ways that you couldn't even imagine and that you, you know, that you, that you wish you hadn't. And then there's some people that do bad things with that knowledge and, and, and therein lies the problems. This is what makes life so complex is it's not so much the actual thing itself but the intent behind it, you know, technology. But I didn't know, I went in there and I was so shocked. How effing dare you? to introduce you to my podcast guest today, a very good friend of mine, David Cohen from Australia. David is an independent musician who's been my friend for the last three years. And we've had so many great conversations, many of which you can find on my YouTube platform over the last three years, where we've talked about all aspects of life, spirituality, health, overall well-being, and also current events. Dave is in the process of revamping his YouTube channel and the link for that can be found below. Now, in terms of our discussion today, I really love this discussion. We were looking at how we can all sort of recognise and then overcome our self-limiting beliefs to release our true potential. It's something I think that each and every one of us experiences. And in this talk, we talk about how our beliefs can create or destroy on a personal level, but also the collective power of beliefs. We also look at confirmation bias. It's something often others can see in us and we can find difficult to see in ourselves. And we discuss the concept of we're either moving forward in our personal development or backwards. And finally, looking at the art of and the power of asking questions and how this can really expand our knowledge, our awareness and our perspective on all issues of life. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. If it resonates with you, please do share this episode with some of your friends and do leave a review on whichever platform. Thank you so much. Right, I am here this morning in the UK, afternoon in Australia with my good, good friend, David Cohen, who we have had so many conversations, David, over the last few years. Um, we're going to be talking about some really interesting subjects today, um, including confirmation bias and also self-limiting beliefs. But before we delve into our topic today, because it could take us all sorts of places, how are you? How are things with you and what's happening where you are? I'm really well, Catherine. How are you? I'm pretty good. I don't, I would say a little bit up and down at the moment, but generally speaking, pretty good. Um, yeah. Come on to the bits that aren't so good <laughs> in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I'm doing, I'm doing well. I had a, I had a bit of a relapse in terms of uh not eating i was eating i did like a good a whole month without eating really any fine sugars and and it was mum's birthday over the weekend and i made her pancakes and 
I went a bit overboard with them myself. And the next day I, I couldn't sleep that night. And the next day I just felt like I had a sugar hangover. I had like this bit lethargic kind of just slower clock speed. And it really just confirmed for me how bad sugar is. And you, cause when you, when you're eating it every other day, or even sometimes every day, you don't even notice it. Like you don't notice how bad it is because it's this constant, it's just how things are. But when you have a really big break, like a good few weeks or a month, like I did, it just, 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 you just, it just, you know why you don't, you shouldn't do it anymore. You know, you know, why, you know why you shouldn't consume it because it's, it's so bad. And it's not just the after effects that you can feel, it's all the stuff that it's doing to your mitochondria and all the other stuff yeah. that you don't really know of. And there was that, that video, that guy I told you about who's on YouTube, who does all these food challenges and, um, and he had this health problem and they always say that you, you can't out train a bad diet. And in some ways, yeah, you might be able to out train the bad diet in terms of keeping the calories off, but there's all the other damage that you're doing to yourself that you can't get rid of. No matter how much you train, you just can't. It's, and it, that, you know, we were going to talk about health and stuff later in the, in the chat. So I think maybe we should talk about it now, but it's, it's, there's no surprise that it's almost in everything that we eat, you know, everything that's processed is just loaded with sugar. When I went to America, every time I go to America, you know, this is the thing is our bodies get used to things. And I've, I've had two talks now with the amazing event Rose there on my channel. If people haven't watched that, I really recommend you watch them because she's a real expert in metaphysical anatomy and, you know, everything is linked. And, we, we talk in this community, we talk a lot about brainwashing. And I think everyone who's watching this is aware that we're all brainwashed to greater or lesser extents. And we're sort of been becoming more aware of that day by day. But it's the easiest way is to keep us being able to be brainwashed, is to feed ourselves with sugar, with poisons, with chemicals, with from the air, from the water, from the food, with get let alone what's going in with this. Because... There's so many studies now that show that your microbiome, those micros, which we mainly call bacteria, but it's other things as well. But let's keep it simply and say it's the bacteria in our gut, that they're completely related to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, mm. attention deficit disorder, autism, you name it, every depression um it's just so, so important in terms of what we put into our body. And some of that we can control and some of it we have less control over. But literally given up alcohol for a couple of months now, and not because I had an alcohol problem, but I thought, yeah, this is so full of sugar. Let me see how I feel. And again, it's the level of clarity goes up to another level. And yes, I've had the occasional things when I've gone on special occasions, but you're right. Your body can feel it. Your mind can feel it. And if all of us are looking to try and make these changes in the world, if we're trying to do it when our physical vessel is suffering so much, there's not enough energy left to address to all these other issues. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned alcohol because I I haven't drunk anything for over four years now, and even in the lead up to that that four year mark, I was barely drinking at all anyway. But when you're, it takes a good if you get really drunk, it takes a good two to three days, sometimes half a week or something, for you to get back to normal. And by then, if you drink every weekend, in two days' time, it's time to do it again. So you're you're almost never going to be operating optimally are you if you're always drinking every weekend and it's no wonder why i didn't really achieve anything you know for yeah. like for the, the entire time like, until i stopped really 
And it's so addictive. Um, sugar's the, more addictive than cocaine, as you know. And I think, you know, it leads into what we want to talk about, about, you know, why there's so much, you know, how it affects our beliefs, our self-limiting beliefs, and also why we find it so difficult as, <laughs> as humans to actually now have proper conversations where we can open our minds up to perhaps there are different perspectives perhaps there are different ways of learn of looking at things you know we it's all very well sort of saying glibly um you know we know we've been lied to all this time but are we lying mm. to ourselves by the daily choices we're making one of my friends who's a real health guru in america and he was talking about getting all his food from the local farmer's market where you can get organic stuff and it's all fresh from the farms. And I was thinking, well, we can't get that here. You know, there's not that many farmer's markets in the UK. Yes, there are some, but a lot of the farmer's mm. markets near me, it's not locally produced organic food at all. It's still coming from a lot of the same hubs up in London where it's all, you know, my local farmer's farm shop to where I am sells battery eggs and all the salad stuff and everything is heavily sprayed with pesticides so it's not an even playing field for people um and it, I'm not pretending it's easy but actually we've got to start looking at to why we're also set in these belief systems and why we find it so difficult to open our minds up to different ways of thinking because we're going around in circles a lot do you think yeah, it's funny you sent me that video just before we jumped on because I was just thinking about that at lunch. Uh, you know, I've had lots of conversations with people over the years and it's it seems as though that even just the mention of something that doesn't agree, that somebody's belief system doesn't agree with, it doesn't even matter like what it is. That, I mean, not everybody does this. It might cause some friction, you know, within them. But a lot of people just completely shut it down and say it's not true straight away you know like that's not true that's not true uh or, or they get really angry about it you know and i think one of the, the hardest things i've been watching a lot of health videos about different foods and things and i just found out that two of my favorite things in the world have are really high in oxalates which is peanuts and chocolate and so it's not that i eat them every day but i used to I think diet's one of those things that if you've been doing something for so long because it's you're so invested in the diet whatever it is if someone comes along with some information that might be beneficial to you, but conflicts with your belief system about what you've been putting in your body for the last five decades or whatever, then naturally that's going to cause some sort of problem, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I think I was listening to a really interesting, you know, I, was, uh, I when we decided we were going to talk about this, I was listening to some other people's opinions on it. And I heard Tony Robbins do a little short on it. And it doesn't matter what you think of Tony Robbins, that's not the point, but he had a really good point where he said beliefs create and beliefs destroy because so many people think their beliefs are real but they're not right. just people's yeah. belief on something doesn't make it true doesn't make it right or wrong it might make it true to you but it doesn't make it true you know David and I are really good friends I'm sure there's lots of things that we've got different belief systems on and it can be, you know, anyone who follows Bruce Lipton's work, the biology of belief, the thing is your beliefs will scientifically proven change your physiology, They'll change your chance of, of getting and developing certain diseases, they'll change your likelihood of recovering from certain things. Our beliefs 
are so, so powerful. They change everything right down to a cellular level. Not only do they change it because of the choices we make in life based on our beliefs, but equally they cause energetic and physiological changes which can, which can change the whole direction of our lives for good or worse. So I think when people really start to look into understanding how you can be aware of your beliefs and are they serving you and are they serving the greater society? So being less attached to them is really, really important. I mean, I've got really strong beliefs about certain things, but I'm really having to ask myself now, not only how much do they serve me, but how much do they serve the animals that I'm trying to look after? How much do they serve my children? You know, my the wider society that I'm I'm looking at. And if we're not able to question our beliefs, then there's a problem there. Yes, yeah, funny. It's like it's like you've been reading my mind almost. Because yesterday I was thinking about this. I was like, in in life, you really need to be comfortable with the fact that your belief system could change at any moment, at any given moment, or could be challenged first of all, and then change. But one of the things that really pisses me off, which is something that happens often when you're speaking with certain people, is that you know certain health problems are genetic or you know they run in the family or these things happen because you're you're old you know and and yeah it could be it can definitely be said that when you reach a certain age or as you get older you have more health problems that's 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 absolutely true in the in society that we live in but then one thing that really really stood out to me is if you look at the, the physical body you know i go to the gym and i see all these like older guys older people in the gym maybe 70 80 years old and they're all like old and frail and stuff right but then you see these rat these the odd person online who's 70 you know 80 years old and they're they're fit like they you, you would think that they were 30 something because of their body you're just just looking at their body and it got me thinking about health problems and and if if training your body is one way to keep you healthy right then to me like all maybe not all of them, but a lot of, a good portion of health problems are just, uh, they just manifest because, well, maybe it's a belief system, but it's, but it's also a lifetime of neglect in many ways, isn't it? Because in the same way that you don't train, you don't, you don't work out or whatever, when you get to that age, your, your muscles just deteriorate. Yeah. And it's difficult because we don't have all the information that we need to have a healthy body. We just don't, we, we haven't been no. given it, you know, <laughs> and, and there's so much to know, but if you, if you don't at least seek that information out and, and do your best to kind of improve every year or whatever, or every month or whatever it is, you know, whatever speed that you want to improve at, then you, of course, you're going to get to the point where, yeah, you're, you're older and you've, you're deficient in all these minerals or whatever, and they've, and it's caught up with you. It's so true. And I think also, you know, there's so many, I think social media has really caused a lot of you know damage beliefs and and confirmation bias let's let's bring in the confirmation bias as well so confirmation bias is is basically where you seek out information to back up your belief systems so the easy example we've all heard of it you get a new red audi and you think it's quite a rare car and then once you've got your red audi you see red audis everywhere because there's something in your mind that seeks out something that's familiar something that you've decided is good for whatever area of that life you might be and you know as humans we are 
tribal you know we we whatever our history is I mean that's all up for debate now isn't it but you know we there's something about our society where we do seek to um, confirm things that have served us belief systems that have served us for a while but the trouble is is since the age of technology and computers the brainwashing is so easy now because every time you search something in I mean everyone knows now you know I can I don't I don't even understand how they do it but I can search for something online on my computer and then suddenly I've got ads on every single app for that thing within minutes within minutes of it even if you're having conversations we all know that happening so what what's happening is they're using this technology and I'm saying they as in not judging who or why for that because we we all are trying to sell something anyone who's working is either selling a service or a product or anything but of course technology is speeding that up so it's feeding us confirmation bias all the time which is then impacting and sort of strengthening us digging into our belief side of things and making us less able to have these open conversations and sort of say what if what if and I'm noticing I heard Wayne Dyer say years and years ago you know people will spend all day looking for something to be offended about and I 100% see that all the time so you know let's let's make it personal say I do a video with someone and someone's decided that one thing they've said is wrong then there's this shaming then they'll shame me for talking to that person who said one thing that they the listeners belief systems disagree with then and that's not moving the for the world forward in anything. It's just basically that person who's then criticizing and shaming me, shaming the person because they've got a different belief. It's like literally they're then inflicting their rage and virtue on someone else just because someone else has got, well, not even necessarily a different belief system because a lot of these conversations that are happening, people are having them to question their belief systems but you're not even allowed to do that now so on both sides of the story in this ridiculous truth of community self-righteousness and virtue is just horrific to see in action in my opinion David because all the things we're criticizing the other side for for censoring people are doing it worse you've only got to look at the comments on social media when someone dares to even have a conversation that they disagree with it's so ludicrous i don't know how we get out of this trap yeah i think a little bit of self you know introspection goes a long way because yes it just stop being so triggered all the time you know <laughs> like people that people are so easily triggered and we you know it's really funny is back in when it was all the, the stuff was going on a few years ago and i was posting a lot on facebook i put out this post and it was the TGA's figures based on the number of people that had had uh, adverse reactions and also deaths after the thing, right? And I put out this this infographic, and it had the government the government symbol at the bottom of it because it was from the government website. And this person commented on on, on the post is like, "Why do you have to include the government the government uh, logo on it?" And I was like, "Because they're the official government figures." Like it, just, it went back and forth, yeah. but the end result was. The end result was these are the official government figures. What logo would I said? What logo would you do you think I should should have used? <laughs> and, and I think at that point he just is like, um, this, I've I've lost this one. But it just goes back to the the whole belief system, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's a real mindfuck. 
you know yeah it is it really is your beliefs is what anybody's belief system is so convoluted i think in many ways that we're very quick to contradict ourselves at times too you know but just because we, we're just looking for anything to back up what we believe in that moment and then we may just go and contradict ourselves based on you know what i mean based on another another thing that we've just said that may not make sense <laughs> It just, just makes yeah, so really much sense. And we're all laughing at the politicians doing it and the people on the public stage doing it. But it's that lack, as you said, of the introspection. And when David and I are talking about this, we're not mm. pretending we don't do it, by the way. We're having a That's why I said we, yeah. This is That's why, why we wanted to have the conversation. Because as you say, every single belief is up for grabs. But, you know, for example, as a vegan, I it's hysterical how many I have never I'm nearly 56 I've never felt more healthy in my life I've you know a lot of problems that I've had in the past have gone away touch wood I'm not having any hormonal problems doesn't mean I won't because I'll make different choices today than I will but there's so many people that tell me I was at a barbecue at the weekend and and I, I sat there and a whole load of people saying oh yeah I was a vegan for three months and I lost all my muscle. And I was like, well, I haven't lost all my muscle, you know? And it's like you this self-confirming. Instead of saying, oh, good for you. If you've got reasons to do that, you go, girl. You know, it doesn't matter. I wasn't trying to, I didn't even raise the subject. Um, you know, you, you've got to decide for yourself. This is the whole point. And you would hope as we go through different stages of our life that you change. I mean, I say it all the time. I I do so much stuff on animal health and every single day I'm learning new things and every single day that will change my view on things because things change. Nothing stays static in life, nothing. And so being able to have people question your beliefs in a polite and respectful way where they're truly looking to listen rather than have someone enforce their beliefs. So if you've tried being vegan for three months and it didn't work for you, um, then fine, you know, I'm not even going to bother asking you because it's not my job to try and convince you, but don't try and pretend it's not working for me when it blatantly is at the moment. Now, if I choose to do something different because situations choose moving forward, I'll make that decision then. But it's just an example of how people are so desperate to have people agree with their opinion. It's another form of flying monkeys and gaslighting where if people agree with you, it makes you feel more secure about yourself. And actually, if you know in your heart that that, you know, you're really listening to yourself, like you with the sugar, your body gave you instant feedback. And the more you respect your mind and your body, the more you will get that feedback, which will be in your best interest. But when we cover up everything, which is really, really easy for us to do, particularly in modern society, because it's so easy. We've got these wrong choices being dangled in front of us as a carrot all the time. So no wonder it's really hard for people because you've got to have a lot of willpower to say stick to the things that you've been doing with your diet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it, the, the crap thing is, is about when you have a relapse like that, it makes more relapses just so much easier. Doesn't yeah. It? So I was at, I was at the supermarket a couple of days later. I think it was the day after actually. So I was, I was already feeling crap. I was at the supermarket buying something, some coconut oil, and I happened to walk down the chocolate aisle and because I'd already ruined it, I would already ruined it. I just bought more chocolate. Whereas ordinarily I wouldn't have even gone down the chocolate aisle. I was like, no, I'm just not, I just don't go down there anymore. But I, I, I did. So I bought two blocks and I bought something else and 
and I didn't finish them all in that day, but it just, it just sets you up for a whole, almost a whole week of eating crap. And, it does. and it's very easy. It's like a slippery slope and it's just so much easier in my opinion to just to go cold Turkey, because if you, if you try to wean yourself off, whatever it is, or if you try to minimize, you're gonna, you're gonna just set yourself up for failure and and it kind of it this is i think this is a good segue into what we were talking about what we what we originally planned to talk about which is one of the things we planned which was uh if you're not going forwards you're going backwards um and in my opinion like it's so much i i love the i love the phrase consistency consistency beats intensity every time yeah but but that can be a double-edged sword because if you if you're if you're consistently you know doing something bad for you for bad for yourself then you're going to be in a real bad place yeah it's such a good point this if you're not going forward you're going backward I mean it's so true the, the only consistent thing in life is change and it's like how much you want it and 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 like let's take an example that again is in everyone's lips at the moment the sound of freedom movement that isn't out in your country in australia or the uk at the moment but so many of us have heard of it we're getting so much feedback from people that are watching it and everything and it's like when something comes into your awareness even if you've known about this for a long time what is it going to change what if you walk out of that i heard i i can't even remember whether it was tim ballard or jim caviezel saying and I don't care about the individuals of those. It's like, you know, trying to just pick holes in people, which we're seeing a lot at this moment. It doesn't matter what, when you see something that is really earth shattering, to me, the only thing that matters is, has that inspired you to do something different, to make a different choice, to change one of your belief systems? You know, so a classic example of that is, it does take one person to change the world if you if if we're not leaving it to everyone else so anyone who's even that's in their awareness whether it's in your country or not now that you know about this what what are we all each of us about as individuals going to do about the child trafficking issue you know what change in behavior yeah. what change in belief you know, sitting there and making the focus on how amazing this person is or not. Well, thank God people like that are getting up and doing something. You know, this is what we see is it's the people that have really put their neck on the line. When it comes to the medication issues like this, we've seen for years the amount of careers that have been ruined by people just trying to warn people that there are dangers about it so people can make an informed choice not trying to ban them not trying to do this just saying look you need to know this information and i would reach out to every single person watching this today what are each and every one of us going to do differently from this day forward you know if we've all had a belief that we can't make a difference well how are we going to work on that and change it because you can make a difference it's like me with my rescue animals it's overwhelming the people that work with rescue animals. I mean, it's just overwhelming. You're just thinking the problem is just continual, like the child trafficking. But actually, every one animal you try, you take into your home or you care or you sponsor for, you've made a difference to that one animal. And that is enough to get the ball rolling. Don't concentrate on what you can't do. What can you do? 
So time for a quick break and a word from this show's sponsor. So I'm here with my friend Jay from Spiritually Raw. Jay, everyone's talking about ASEA redox signaling molecules. Why is it important? What do people need to know? So what happens is a company called ASEA created this redox molecule. And to put it in perspective, imagine being born in this lifetime with one tank of gas. Okay. It's this redox. Okay. And what happens is when you hit puberty, that tank of gas now starts to go down, down, down. This tank of gas is also the same thing, if you would, that signals the cells in your, inside of you, outside of you, and lets the body know where there's a crisis. So as we age, that signaling gets lower and lower and lower and weaker and weaker and weaker. So the weaker it is, the immune system can't find out where to be able to help you when there is a crisis or when there's an issue. This really, for a lot of us, appears to be the human breakthrough that we've all been waiting for is something that would let the cells know when there's a problem. So now what we've been finding out, a lot of us call it the med bed in a bottle, the elixir of the gods. I mean, we have so many different terms for it. But now what we're finding out happens when you take this, you ingest this, if you would, you see a redox, it's going to now start to amplify that signaling to the cell. So wherever the body feels like you may be having a crisis or something that's not where it needs to be, it's going to now have a better chance for that immune system to go to work. Okay. So this is you drink. Okay. This is you drink this on the outside. This is the topical version of it. The difference between these two is one, you drink, it's going to go wherever the body feels like it needs it inside. And you may not always know that unless you walk around with an x-ray machine, but it's doing its job. This one, you actually, it's about twice as strong. It's highly concentrated. You can rub it specifically on the area that you feel like may cause you discomfort, and it's going to go to work right, right away. One thing with ASEA that I want to tell people that, because um, I know a lot of people try a lot of products and you have to ride it out a little bit. This is the thing that'll make you a believer. You literally rub this on the area of discomfort three times in five minutes and wait for it. Wait for about 10 minutes afterwards. So rate your discomfort level on a scale of one to 10. And then, then about 10 minutes later, after you put this on three times in five minutes, rate that discomfort level again. See how you feel. This is designed to make you a believer to know that, okay, you're on the right track with this redox technology. So with Redox, I believe this, my personal opinion on this is I believe it helps everything else work because it is the delivery system that makes all the other things work because there's a lot of amazing nutrients and supplements out there. But the reality is, is they're only as good as their ability to get at a cellular level. This is really going to help drive that home. So if you're not at optimum performance, you're not what we always say, which is we're 20, 30 years younger. You've seen a lot of these videos already. Then you probably should be texting that number in the description below to find out more about this. And we'll be happy to send you more information. Absolutely fantastic. So if you want to be powered by Redox, the number and the contact details, how to get help is all below. Thank you. Yeah, change always starts with with you, doesn't it? I mean, if you don't first change yourself, then you can't. Ex like, I love that of that quote: "Be the change you want to see in the world." Um, there are people, a lot, a lot of people. It's a sim It's similar to like raising consciousness, really. You know, you you raise yours, and the flow and effect. Like, you're no matter what you do in life, if it's changing your life or getting healthier or rescuing animals or doing something. Somewhere along the line, you're going to inspire somebody else to do some, do the same thing, or perhaps something similar, and then it's a flow-on effect. So, you know, it doesn't doesn't really matter if other people aren't doing it now, as long as you're doing whatever it is that you want to do, then, you know, maybe you inspire someone else. Like there's a guy I saw at the at, at the beach 
around Christmas time and we used to work together at the pizza shop and I spoke to him yesterday for the first time in almost six months and he goes oh man it was really good to see you you inspired me to go to the gym and I got I got scammed by this gym but on the on the plus side I lost 10 kilos and and I'm at like 12 percent body fat and I gained two kilos of muscle (laughs) and so he got scammed by this this scam gym in my city but but he he said he would have gotten really angry if he hadn't got you know great results but it's just and there have been many times where I've, I've inspired someone to eat healthier. I used to work in the car industry and everybody eats like crap there. Um, and I literally, I literally started a, a wave of people like looking after their diet and their health and everything in, in, in the workplace, not because I wanted to, but just because I was eating what I eat, you know, and this has happened in multiple workplaces. So you, you will, I think just, just by doing the thing that you want, like you, or what you believe to be good for you, you naturally inspire the people. It's so true because, you know, as it comes back to what you were saying, you're either moving forward and you're either moving backward. And the only one you can actually really influence is yourself and just understanding and having that awareness of where your beliefs are holding you back and where they're moving you forward and constantly looking and questioning that. I mean, I've had to question a lot of my belief systems recently and I still you know, I mean, that's not going to ever end. I'm going to constantly become aware of more and more things. And personally, I'm really happy. If someone genuinely from the right place, you know, can have a civil conversation and point out certain beliefs of you and sort of, you know, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? It's completely different, David, don't you think, to shaming. This this language of shaming just shuts people down and makes them hold on to their beliefs more, whilst if you can genuinely open up a conversation and saying, oh, you know, I'm really interested to find out what do you think about this, or have you tried this? Because no one's perfect. No one's got every area of their life sorted. I mean, there's just not a single person or animal that would have that. Everyone's always got steps forward they want to to make in some area of their life. Yeah, but I also wanted to, I also wanted to touch on, also just like the comfort zone and even if you are like actively working on something like the like i told you before we we jumped on i've been working out for over 20 years now but what i realized and it took me ages to realize this was that even though i was actively working my muscles and stuff i was getting weaker like i was just in my comfort zone i was i was getting weaker year on year and it got to the point where only recently where i, I saw this guy on youtube and He's a powerlifter, he's a professional powerlifter, but he's not one of those powerlifters that is enormous. He's like probably about five foot 10 and he's like really lean and he's just super strong. And it got me, it got inspired me to, to lift heavier weights. And what I realized was that I'd placed a limit on what I thought I could lift. And it wasn't until I actually challenged that did I realize that I could lift far more than I thought, you know? And because I was in this comfort zone where even though I was training every week, I wasn't getting any stronger and I'd probably lost some muscle mass too. So it really goes to show like you really have to be actively working toward like actively going forwards rather than just maintaining. Because I think if you just maintain, you're never going to get anywhere, you know, like I was going backwards, even though I was actively working out. And as you get older, like I just found out, I just turned 40. Every year that goes by that you turn after 40, you lose a certain percentage of strength, speed, muscle mass. So if anything, I'm going to have to train doubly as hard if I want to get 
get stronger, aren't I? Because doing the training that I was doing before, I wasn't getting any better. You know, I have to up it. I have to at least train harder to to get stronger or to maintain that, or train even harder if I want to get stronger and faster, don't I? Because it wasn't. I wasn't doing it before. So it's it's going to get harder, but you have to train. Yeah, I'm not just talking about weights here, but it doesn't matter what it is. If it's your knowledge, if it's your skill set, like if you don't actively get better, even just 1% per day, that can add up a lot. And different things. I was uh, speaking to a friend yesterday and I was thinking, gosh, you know, years ago, but when I sort of started this awakening journey, I I can't remember his name. I think it's Otto Gnomes or something. He was an amazing movement specialist. Um and moving functional movements so moving like an animal, crawling, turning, things like this. And what, what it makes you realize is like, if you watch any animal in nature move, if you watch someone who's living out of civilization, it's never the same every day. You know, they don't, you know, you know, they'll climb a different tree that day, or they'll have to run for a different distance, or they'll have to climb a different hill, or, or you know, you chop wood today, and then you're gardening that day. So it's this variety of using your body in different ways. We're, and that goes with our mind. If we're constantly doing the same thing every day, you're going to get the same results or less, as you say, because this, this consistency thing can make you go backwards. So consistently can also be looking to mix it up as well and sort of saying you know I'm a human if you are <laughs> if anyone's watching this you're you know let, I'm a human what how are humans designed to move what what are some of the natural activities look at this amazing resurgence in gardening you know I can remember my grandparents my my grandmother was still doing her own garden completely agilely and everything and scrubbing her own foods to 92 because they were used to using their body to do things that were adding to all aspects of their life so there's just some examples but if each and every one of us i would say if we're less prioritizing how to just get our opinions across and our belief systems to be incorporated and if we're opening up to the conversation about what if you know why why are certain people's beliefs like this you know how could we try and you know have a civil discussion about a different point of view imagine the difference we could make because when you just go in that confrontational way human nature is you're just going to get resistance you're just going to build resistance and and, and not good resistance you know you're just going to put people's walls up it's going to turn into a conflict. And what have you actually achieved by that? You know, nothing but shut people down more. Yeah. yeah I think the last few years has been very challenging for, for all of us and people watching this video just because of the fact that we've, we've become aware of, of how things in the real world work. And there's nothing that we want to do more than, than let people know what, what we've just discovered. But it's... And I've definitely been guilty of this, and it, but it's very difficult not to kind of. And multiple multiple people have said this to me, is like, do you think you can, like, if I put something out on Facebook, perhaps you know, do you think you can do it in a nicer way, like, and I, and I was like, well, how do you want me to sugarcoat it? I mean, how do you you know how do you portray that message, that, knowing what we know, in a way that people are going to take it on board you know and it's it's very challenging and i think we've all experienced that especially with family members or friends where we try to tell them about something 
and and of, of course it, it shut them down because nobody wants to know the truth nobody wants to know the truth really do they so such a good point and I want to hear the listeners views about what we do about this because it's so hard it's like you know that's why you're not allowed to talk about child trafficking or what goes on in a slaughterhouse because people don't want to know it because and do they not want to know it because they don't feel empowered to do anything about it or do they not want to know it about it because selfishly it would involve them changing one of their belief systems so let's yeah, take slaughterhouses for an example you know can uh, the, the whole point is there you can make a difference because every single pound you choose to choose what food you're buying is either feeding that industry or moving one step forward to close it down you mm. know when we go out in society we notice things and we you know say to someone are you all right whether it's a child or an adult are you okay you know can I do anything to help you know you're going to open up a completely different energy to it because what's the point of telling someone you know they're saying you know there's no point closing the stable door after the horse is bolted it's like I can remember my dad once saying he was on the train going up to London and he had his coffee on the little table in the train and the train went round over a bumpy bit or something the coffee spilled all over his suit and the woman opposite said to him I could see that was going to happen he said well I wish you'd told me I could have held on to the coffee cup it's not much point and that's a bit like you know saying we can see what's going to happen with certain medical information interventions you know there's no point um telling someone after their dogs run off that there's deer over there if I'm out on a dog walk you know I've got dogs that will chase deer if I see another dog walker coming I'll say I've just seen a deer over there because pre-worn they can then put their dog on the lead and possibly save the deer and save their dog getting run over but if I don't say anything I'm not opening up that choice but then it's not my decision whether that person puts the dog on the lead that dog might be better trained than mine it might not chase deer it might be old it might be fine with deer you know mm. my dogs never chase deer so this is what I mean it's like not as you said very right at the beginning of this if we take communication we can't expect people not to take offense at what we're saying if we're taking offense at everything they're saying how can we change our communication styles so that we're open to feedback because people aren't going to want our feedback if we won't take it it's you know it has to start with us doesn't it yeah I think you know it's funny I think as you as you kind of go along a journey if you're into personal growth and expanding your consciousness and stuff to a degree and this, this might just be me but I, I, I'm going to guess that it's not to a degree, we automatically assume that just because we're we're expanding our awareness and stuff that our point is more true than the other person's, even though we used to once think like that, you know? So, and in many cases, maybe that is true, but I'm sure it's not at some, in some cases. So it, it can be very frustrating when you're speaking to someone and, and they're speaking from a point of view of where you used to be maybe five years ago or whatever, and you've got a new point of view and, and you do get fr frustrated at what they're saying, even though, you know, you're bringing a different level of awareness 
I, th I think you can go both ways, but I think we, we kind of, we do really need to kind of just have that rather than shut them down and say that they're wrong, even though they may be, we, I think it would still do everybody, would benefit everybody if we were able to have those intelligent conversations and actually have a proper conversation. But then you, you will probably say something that puts them in checkmate and then they'll get pissed off. It is, it's such an interesting dilemma that we're all facing at the moment. And, you know, we can all take responsibility for how we respond to things. We can't, we can't take responsibility for everyone else's actions, but we can take responsibility for how we respond. And, you know, politeness costs nothing. You know, even if you're outraged by something someone said and not, to go into shaming mentality and things like this it's like what are you just trying to prove your point and make yourself feel better or are you actually trying to make a change in the world and honestly when you asked me at the beginning how am I the reason I was like up and down is it's like it's weird I, I don't know whether it's my age I don't know if it's what I've been working on I don't know if it's the amazing people I've been surrounding myself but something has fundamentally shifted in me over the last three years where I'm just so much more open to questioning everything but not questioning everything with a mindset of what can I look what's wrong with this you know when I heard Wayne Dyer first say this people spend all day looking for something to be offended about I realized that was me I was going into conversations sometimes with people that I had history with you know looking for something to be offended about where I could say oh but mm. and the moment that penny dropped with me that everything changed and I'm not saying I've got it perfectly right you know particularly with my husband <laughs> So, you know, with those ones that are closest to you, you can, you've, you've known each other for a long while. It's interesting, which if you're meeting someone for the first time, it's much easier perhaps to be open because you've not got so many preconceived ideas about that person. But when we realise that everyone has got different knowledge available to them, that could be intellectual knowledge, it could be life experiences, it could be the knowledge that your microbiome is feeding to you right there, right then, based on what you ate and drunk this morning, or what air you've breathed in, it could be emotional knowledge based on who you've listened to this morning, whether you've listened to someone that's uplifted you or down, there's so many different determining factors that are going into every single person's decision. I, I'm just very much interested now in saying, how can we change things? How can we stop this division, this conflict on both sides? I mean, when I hear Robert Kennedy speaking at the moment, I'm in awe, one, because he's so hot. <laughs> I had to <laughs> joking, but no, but because but, when I can hear how someone can articulate things in such a great way and I think I'm not pretending he's perfect I'm not putting him on a pedal stool but when you've really done your research when you've really lived life when you've been through these ups and downs this is why in most communities whether it's animal or or human elders are respected because we learn through going through life and you wouldn't expect you know if I see a herd of horses 
they treat the elderly ones up until the stage where they become a danger to the herd and then they're a bit done for, but they treat them in a very different way to how they treat the lung foals. They're, they're much more stern in the feedback to the young foals because they know they're teaching them certain skills. The elders, just I, one of my old cats, she never lifted a paw to anything, but she would just give some of the other cats a look and they immediately stopped it. You know, this is what I mean is it's respecting that everyone's at a different stage of their life and different life lessons and, and looking at it. How about if we looked at it and said, what can I learn from this? And sometimes you're learning what you don't want to do. That's just as important as learning what you do. But if we we change that mindset to how we're looking at everyone, it's got to be a better way, because what's blatantly obvious is we're just all bashing heads on every possible and that's why they're pushing ahead with all these gender reforms. The sex education in the schools is horrific. It's horrific. But we're so busy arguing about this other stuff that all these horrendous agendas are being introduced. And we, we're not putting our attention where it should be. That's my two pennies worth. Mm, yeah, yeah. First of all, I love RFK. I think he's he's the kind of politics, well, like what I would think every politician should be like if that makes sense you know like we need someone diplomatic many people that it's not someone many people that are diplomatic the problem is you see all the politicians and and i i think he's he's definitely got he's definitely got a few points up on trump for sure in in many ways yeah uh, yeah but it's it's interesting because I'm, I'm not into politics i mean i've been paying a lot of attention to it over the last few years but it, but just based on what i've heard yeah i mean if if he seems sincere too, I mean, I guess time will tell, <laughs> but yeah, he definitely seems sincere. I went to a rally a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, and the main, the main thing they were talking about the rally was all the gender stuff and the, the grooming and stuff that's going on in the schools here. Yeah. And I would imagine that it's happening in almost every country, just on different levels. And, and I was talking to a friend who, who lives overseas and I said, and this kind of came somehow it came up and i kind of said he's got young kids and i said you gotta i didn't say you have to but i said you might want to look at what they're learning in school just keep an eye on it just in case because there's all this stuff going on and i tried to give him lots of different examples and, and things and he was like no 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 it's just about like the drag story hour and, and he's like oh that's just a bit of fun isn't it i mean it's like no i don't think drag queens belong anywhere near kids you know what the, the weird thing is, is that there was a there's a, a bar here that kind of just opened and it's it's in the middle of a normal kind of public area, right? Where you have restaurants and stuff like that, and and it's they have skimpy like top topless men and maybe and women in kind of like you know lingerie and stuff, and and the opening the opening few sentences were talking about how it may make families stomachs turn or whatever i don't think it was overly sexual or anything but then at the same time i i, I bet you anything that this, this this same newspaper would be openly promoting things like drag story hour yeah you know and it's just so weird like it i mean we know why they're doing it but it's, isn't it don't you find it funny that that they they're so blind to one thing but they they you know they uh it's it's just so normalized we've normalized everything wrong about you know everything like 
we've normalized obesity, we've normalized drag queens now in schools, we've normalized all these different things that ill health, I mean, everybody's unhealthy now, you know, Absolutely. And, that's very, and, it's, and it's very normal. It's extremely normal. <laughs> I mean, one in every 1.6 dog in America is got will get cancer now or has got cancer. I mean, this is a state of God. You're right. We've normalized everything. And and also the thing is throughout time. So I used to watch when I was growing up, I used to watch my parents carry on films, Benny Hill, Kenny Everett, all these people that you'd never be allowed to see now because they're politically incorrect. But it was completely normal that at certain ages you know my parents would laugh at jokes that we didn't laugh at as children because we didn't get them and that's the way things should be children shouldn't get mm. sexual jokes there's a fine line between um literally educating and making children enough aware to be able to say no to dangerous situations and and i don't envy you know i'm a parent you know it's a really fine line because my children deal with things very very differently and so when they were growing up, telling them about dangers, how one of them would respond would be very different to another. So it's not an easy subject. I'm not pretending there's a black and white decision there, but this is why teachers are so well-trained. And most people that go into the teaching profession are passionate because they understand how influential young children are and what a responsibility it is. And the fact that so many of them and not now saying no to these agendas is is just a, another example of how people feel disempowered because you know if you're a teacher and you can't stand up and say no then god help us all literally um just like the doctors who should say no just like the policemen should say no to brutalities just like the parents have a responsibility to know what your children are being taught you can't outsource this now because if there's any inkling if you if you've got someone that's good enough like you to have that conversation with the parent then the parent would be like oh my god i'd better go and ask the question now they might have had you know of course if they weren't aware of all this they wouldn't have thought to ask the question but that's what a good citizen does is they make people aware of things that could be in their best interest and if someone's been good enough to do that then at least go and investigate it at least go and ask hang on a minute what is going on here let me just check that this does feel okay i mean i yeah it's 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 really scary and it's really it just comes down to also it's like we self-police ourselves don't we you know david ike says we're we're like in the matrix you know everybody's an agent and it's it's just the same as that you know you don't want to rock the boat and you don't want to you know speak up if you're you know i mean look at all that look at all that i mean i don't know what's happened in the uk but here they they said that if you're a doctor and you administer the thing then you would be you wouldn't have any problems mm with being sued or anything, but now they've backflipped on that, uh, which is no surprise at all. And I mean, even, even if they hadn't, like, don't you think that the, the, the mere fact that APRA, which is the governing body here for the med, for the, you know, for the doctors and stuff, don't you, don't you think that APRA basically said, you can't bad mouth the thing and you have, and you have to give informed consent. So if you don't give informed consent, then you can be sued, but you can't badmouth it. So you can't do either because if you give informed consent, you're going to be badmouthing it by proxy, aren't you? 
this is the problem. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, we have to hold our hands up when we've been hoodwinked. You know, once you're an adult, it's different, completely different for children. They shouldn't know all this stuff. You know, there should be an innocence of that. And it, it, it's so important to sort of maintain a world where they can learn this stuff appropriately. Um, you know, there's a reason why people go through puberty, you know, when their bodies change, then it's a different stage of their life, you know, and as you get older, it changes again, you go for menopause, and it's a different stage, right? There's, you know, nature has these stages for amazing, but it's not just for the physical evolution, it's for the emotional, the mental, the knowledge side of things, we're meant to know and do things differently, at different stages of our lives, that's the way biology works. And I think, you know, everyone's so quick to burn, but how many of the people that are angry at the doctors went in and had that conversation with their doctor? Imagine how easy we could make it for the children if every parent had that conversation with their children, with their teacher and said, look, we're going to stand up and and support this. We do not want you following the government guidelines and doing this and we're behind you. But we can't just leave these sacrificial lambs to do it all for us in whatever aspect of the life it is. If we, if how about we all club together and say, well, how can we stop this together? How we, can we all club together? Because it, it is much easier for people to stand up if they know they've got someone backing them. But how often yeah. do we back those people? You know, how often have people stood up you know and supported him and told their mps this is what we want we want people that are prepared to raise these difficult com comments and we're going to support them but every one of us that hasn't written to our mp and and spoken up in support of the people that are putting their necks on the line it comes back to what you say you're either moving yourself and the world forward or you're moving it backward um, we can't all do it all, but we can all club together and sort of say, well, you write to the MP, I'll info research this, I'll go and speak to some local farmers, you know, how can we club resources? Because we haven't all got time to do it all. If someone's got a family and both parents are working, I, I sympathise, it's really hard work. I've been there, I've been there. It's really, really. So, okay, if we want it to change, what can we do? And unfortunately human nature we often don't change unless we're forced to and this is what we're seeing yeah we're very resistant to change unless something is done for like completely done for us like but yeah sometimes also we can be resistant to change even if things are done for us too which is even if it's it for our you know for our best you know beneficial for us we, we have this thing here recently i think it's finished now but for a week you know, Monday, a few days ago to Monday, the previous Monday, where a lot of people had posted on their social media, use cash for this yeah. next week, like, or, or everywhere. I was like, that's great, but why don't we just do it all the time? Why, yeah. why for a week? What's the point? That's not going to achieve anything. Like, really, in the scheme of things, you know, it's not going to do shit. We need to be doing it cash all the time. I agree. And that's something we can all change. We can all change that we can all make a difference. And people are, I mean, it's really weird. I don't go into the town centre much, but I went in last week. And each time I go into this one little town near us and I park, I end up having the best conversation at the parking meter with completely random strangers. 
And one of them was this older gentleman who went up to the cash machine and the cash machine in the car park said card only, or you had to do it on your own. It wasn't accepting cash. So immediately he said, and I didn't even have one of my T-shirts on. I just was just, you know, in a normal place. So there's no way he could know. And he was like, this is a deliberate agenda to stop us using cash and blah, blah, blah. And it's completely right. And and then the, the following week, I went into the same car park, parked next to another elderly gentleman. And he said, did you know they were going to turn this car park into housing? And this is all linked to the 15-minute cities because if they stop the town centre, yeah. car parks. And I was like, this is just amazing. I've not, you know, the people, they, 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 they were both, interestingly, elderly gentlemen, not that old, but older than me. And I thought, you get it. You just completely can see it. But once we see it, we have to take action. We have to not go and spend anywhere when we're paying for cash. We have to stand up against it because if we're waiting for someone else to do it, we're buggered. Right. Yeah. Yeah, There's a cafe here I really, near my gym that I really wanted to try out, but it said uh, card payment only. I thought, yeah. well, I'm not going to go there, am I? And I, I'm sure that I'm sure I'm sure it's just a, an independent cafe. It's not probably it's not not a chain or it's not owned by. Yeah black rock and bad guy i'm sure but it's but it's the principle of the matter like why won't they accept cash they yeah. should, it's still legal tender and i i caught the bus a couple of months ago and i got on the bus and i only had cash because my multi-rider didn't have any any credit on it and i said to the guy i want to get this ticket and he goes um yeah it's going to be this much so i gave him i had like 20 bucks and then i had a couple of coins but i had 20 bucks and i gave him the 20 and he goes oh, i don't i don't give change and i said what do you mean you don't give change and he goes we don't give change anymore and, and i said okay well, what if i don't pay and he goes well, you don't have to pay but if you get caught then you have to pay the fine you see on the bus they never catch you because yeah. he's the only person but i actually had enough coins to to pay for it anyway and and forego a, a, like 30 cents worth of change but i was like obviously i said why and he goes oh the government wants you to use your multi-ride i was like yeah i know why <laughs> i know yeah. why isn't it? It is convenient. It's convenient. I mean, I've run trade stalls before and everything. And, 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 you know, having your cash float and then getting someone to look after it whilst you go to the loo and, you know, that convenience kills. I'm sorry it does in any area of your life. Convenience is never normally. I mean, please correct me if people can think of something that I'm missing, but I can't think of a single example where convenience is in our best interest. Yeah, yeah. I lived with a girl who said we were talking about food and stuff, and and this was a long, long time ago. And she goes, "Well, you you know, you pay you pay for convenience." I go, "Yeah, that's true." But on the flip side, you really pay for convenience. You know what I mean? Like you're paying in so many ways. In 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 this case, you're really going to pay for it if you keep using if you keep using your card. You will pay for convenience in ways that you couldn't even imagine, and that you you know that you that you wish you hadn't. Hindsight is such a wonderful thing, you know, I mean, it all, of course, it's enticing. And, you know, this is where I just keep having to remind myself and, you know, pass it forward to others. None of this is about blaming ourselves for things we've done in the past. You know, of course, we're enticed by the easy options, you know, but once that light bulb moment goes off, question it, you know, what are the downsides? What are the long-term costs of me making this decision there? And that's part of growing up, 
part of growing up is 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 getting away from that instant satisf satisfaction and looking at the longer term consequences of your decisions and you know understanding now there's if anyone's watching this you're the type of person that understands a lot more than a lot of people in society and you cannot separate the actions and the choices you're making from the world we're creating for all of us and that you know that is a fact and you've that's such a good point you made that the long-term cost yes we say convenient cost you'll pay a bit more to have something delivered to your door but at what cost at what cost to all of this and I suppose you know that's my parting words is at what cost is the way we're communicating with others preventing us and everyone moving forward you know uh, is my communication style shutting down learning or opening it up? Open question. Yeah, and I think I think a good a good way to a good way to communicate with somebody else is rather than make statements at at them because that's what we tend to do is ask them questions. You know phrase it in a question so it gets them to think and it lowers their guard because you're asking them a question like for instance i was having a conversation with somebody a few days ago and and we we're talking about cataracts and and they were like oh well you know as you get older you get cataracts and and was like yeah okay maybe uh you, you'll get them at some point i was like well you know what else causes cataracts led lights and and they're like, well, yeah, if you look at them all the time. And, the, and then he goes, oh, yeah, but they're really energy efficient. And I felt like, I didn't say this, but I felt like saying, well, what would you rather do? Would you rather pay for the electricity or pay for a cataract surgery? Mm. Because that's, that's going to be your option, you know, ultimately. And, and I think in, rather than saying, rather than blanketly, blanket, you know, making a blanket statement or just categorically saying, well, you can either do that or that, ask the question, like, if, would you rather this or this? And that opens up more of a conversation, you know. And also look at all the electricity they're going to be using in the operating theatre to keep you alive whilst they operate on your capital. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah. we can go too far with it, but it's such a good point. Well, and I am so grateful when people point this out to me. I I I'm I think a lot all the time. I'm trying to move out of thinking into feeling sort of more all the time. But I, we can't come up with all this stuff ourselves. We need our friends and other people to point these things out. I love it when I have that aha moment. Oh, my God, I hadn't thought of it like that. Oh, my goodness. You know, um, and, and it's always, okay, what if, you know, what if this, what is that? It, it's really fascinating. And stopping this black and white thinking is really important. You know, it... it it's like the oxalates come back to the oxalates well the oxalates might be a problem if you're really overdoing it but you know i give my guinea pigs and rabbits spinach and and plants with oxalates in all the time and touch wood i've never had a problem but because the environment that mine are kept in might be very different to someone else that's feeding them a very highly processed cook and just giving them those and, you know, some bodies can cope with things better than others. And, you know, when your mm. microbiome is really challenged, there's lots of things that your body can't process properly. So it is, there's, it's never, a, this is the answer is, is what I'm learning. You know, there's always loads of things and just questioning it, being aware and then monitoring how these things are working out for you. But in some things like the 
atrocities like the child trafficking, like the animal abuse and things like this, then, you know, it's another interesting discussion. But, you know, that we have to start doing things differently. We have to start being prepared to have those open, uh, those difficult decisions and just bring it into the awareness, bringing it into the awareness. And, you know, yes, people might not appreciate it, but then what is the long-term cost, as you've just said, of going for the easy option can be pretty devastating at times. Yeah, yeah. And just to go, uh, just to add to the cash thing, isn't it nice just opening your cash rather than just well, i mean if i don't have any cash like if i just use card you never have any cash like yeah. isn't that it sends a message to your subconscious that you never have any cash like Absolutely. And, and so you should you know if you're going to be spending the money anyway and you've got the money in your account to go to buy food or whatever it is you're buying why not just take the cash out and have it there so you can every time you open your wallet you've got cash in your wallet like it, it it's a much better message to send to your, your subconscious Absolutely. Oh, that's such a good point. And it's just so beautiful. It's like little pieces are one pound coins, like pieces of gold. I must just tell you this. I went into a local supermarket. I met someone yesterday and I went into a local supermarket to pick up some things. I hadn't been into that supermarket for probably two or three months. They've introduced self-service tills that have got cameras up there. So you cannot pay for your staff without the camera recording to you. And it was completely full. And I just, and then next time I'm going to wear a disguise, but I didn't know. I went in there and I was so shocked. It was only when I sort of put my shopping basket down and saw this in front of me. I was like, what the hell? So I spent the whole time going, you know, to this. And this woman, the poor lady serving was looking at me, obviously thought I needed locking up. But I was so cross. I was like, how effing dare you be taking my picture whilst I'm buying my groceries? You absolute dickhead so i'm not going in there again there's no way i'm going in there again i was like yeah we have the same thing could not some places yeah so let's go in in disguises i'm going i'm definitely going in in a disguise next time i'm going to get some weird outfit and and wear it because i i just like this is just ridiculous absolutely disgusting yeah evasion of privacy and i did used to be one of the people that said well i'm pleased as a lone female walking home late at night they've got street cameras but again this is why i really don't think you can you can lump everything together there's no way cameras in the supermarket are for safety there's no way no not protecting some vulnerable person walking home late at night you know if you've got a deserted train platform I'm actually really pleased there's security cameras on there because that's a high risk situation. But going in and buying your groceries in a supermarket, what what can their possible justification be? Yeah, I don't know. We we have a a bigger uh, you know shopping complex not far from here, and only in the last maybe six months or so did they they remove all the the ticket parking you know the pay the pay machines yeah but they had a, a certain number of hours free anyway but they removed them all and now they just have this so you don't like insert the ticket into the machine as you leave it just scans your your number plate as you go in and as you leave and if you stay for longer then you pay with your card as you leave if you need to exit the, the supermarket if you've been there for like more than three hours 
And, and I was just looking at that. And I was like, oh, this is very much like, it's got NWO written all over it. You know, yeah. it's like, they, they, it's not, it's not the, it's not so much the cash factor. It's more so the fact that you, they're now reading your number plate and, and, you know, so if you're, if you have a bad social credit system, then you may not even be allowed into the car park at some point, yeah. you know, if you're, if you've gone over your, your, your carbon footprint, you know, credits or whatever. Um, and there was another car park at a, uh, um, in a, in a, in a different, in a different suburb where they had, where you enter your number plate to get a ticket. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Like, you know, it's hard not to play devil's advocate, you know, because what's the point? Yeah. What really is the point of, of having that, that function when you go and buy a thing? Like, you could argue that they, then they'll probably say this, okay, if you go over time, then they can find you and they won't need to, you know, they won't need to really send a person out there, which is, which is probably what they, probably what they do. But another part of me thinks, well, okay, if I'm outside my 15 minute city and I go to this, I go to this cut and they didn't have 15 minute cities back. This wasn't a thing, but I, I knew this is where they were going. And if I go to a car park in another suburb and it's outside the 15 minutes, I wouldn't be allowed to park there anyway, will I? Yeah. Do you know, I think this comes back, we're going to have to do another one, David, about the whole thing. It's not the technology itself, it's the intent behind it. Because say on a toll road and they've got cameras that automatically number plate recognition. Now, if your child's been abducted, that system mm. could save your child because it could track, particularly if someone's seen them get into a certain car, it could track them and save someone's life. But it can also be used for evil. And I, you've just really made me think that this is the thing. When you look at these, that comes to the confirmation bias. You can really easily come up with really good reasons for why these could be really beneficial <laughs> yeah. to not just humanity, but all creatures great and small. But you can equally see how they could be abused for nefarious means. And I think this is... This is what makes life so complex is it's not so much the actual thing itself, but the intent behind it. You know, technology can be certainly not everyone. I do not believe for one minute because I know loads of people that work there that everyone who works for pharmaceutical companies are nefarious. I know that's not true. I know genuinely loads of people go into that thinking they're saving lives and that's their intent behind the lifelong work that they do. And then there's some people that do bad things with that knowledge and, and, and therein lies the problem. So we just need to be aware of where it's being corrupted and, and stand up against it. And it's not easy, is it? It's, I think we're going <laughs> to no. much to talk about. Let us know what you think in the comments, you know, what are different perspectives? How can we change this communication style? What can we do about it? Please, please share your solutions in the comments. That's what I'd love to see. I don't know about you, David, but ideas for how can we do things better? Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, then we can then we can do like a follow up video and talk about some of the responses people have given. Yeah, I think that's really as part good. Of that. Let us know. We'll we'll keep an eye on the responses. And then we'll arrange up a follow-up. So if you've got other questions, if you've got points of view, if you've got good suggestions, please, please, please share them because it's so important. Thanks, David. Anything final before we finish off? Uh, oh, it's stopped up. I don't know. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot going on in my mind, but I think that... I, I just think 
raising your vibration is is so key at this point in time and you know you you'll see the flow and effect as you raise yours the other people will also raise theirs and and that's what we need i mean if everybody if everybody had a high vibration during all the lockdown and the bs that happened three years ago we would be in a very different place wouldn't we so. completely 100 percent agree with that let us know what you're doing to raise your vibrations and we'll cover that next time thanks david it's so lovely to see you i don't know what you've done to our weather it's just started pouring as rain and gone black as anything <laughs> Someone doesn't like what we're talking about. It's just gone really dark. It's really weird. But thank you, everyone that's watching. We really appreciate you. And um, let's see what we can all come up with together. Take care. Bye, David. Cheers, Kat. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I hope there's at least one thing that you can take away and apply to your own life or to the lives of your animals. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you feel inspired, please do share with your friends and family. My goal is to inspire as many people as I can to live their best lives, to stay curious and to raise their consciousness and that of the collective. So to do this, I need to reach as many people as possible and this needs your help. If you feel drawn, would you be willing to share your favourite episode with five different people? This helps us spread the word and also helps me encourage some exciting new guests to take part in this podcast. If you feel drawn to do that, I will be very, very grateful. All the links and discount codes where applicable for all the products that I support are on my two websites, katherineedwards.life and katherineedwardsacademy.com. All of the products are personally tried and tested by me, my family, and my clients. And finally, please do press the follow or subscribe button, depending which platform you're listening on. And above all, stay curious and stay free. <laughs>